This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 19. And ladies and gentlemen, Brighton are back with a massive win over Southampton. And it was a massive win, to be honest. But before mm. we go into it, of course, I'm joined by the boys, Ben and Maz. How are we doing, chaps? We've had our Christmases and everything else. So how have we been? How was your Christmas, lads? Start with, start with you, Ben. Go on, Ben. Um, <laughs> I haven't really had a Christmas. I've been so ill, mate. I've been so ill. Um, a few days prior to Christmas yeah, Eve, said. I was ill. Yeah, managed to get better for Christmas Eve. Went out, and then that probably just finished me even more. So by the by, it was like a five day Christmas uh, Christmas night. Took myself to bed, couldn't sleep the whole night. Hallucinating all night, temperatures the whole lot, and yeah, it's just been the worst Christmas holidays ever. So all good. Uh, well, Matt, again, I, I do have to nice. I do have to be that guy and say that. You knew you weren't very well, but yet you still decided to go out. Had to. Had to. I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. And also, shout out to everyone that saw the Crow Rank on Christmas Eve. Uh, Corey, I saw him as well. He's one of Jack Albion's mates. Good lad. And then, yeah, loads of other Shout out so people after he's had the flu. Yeah. <laughs> oh I was feeling God, really good after funny. a pint, so it's <laughs> second wind. Second <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, showing my, up people after my Christmas been alright. Yeah, so. um, didn't really do much to be honest. Just went to my sister's for Christmas Day, and then I'm in Brighton, and I'm in my dad's nice. study at the moment. I don't know if you can tell mm. by the lovely decor. Uh, I I did say Ryan when you weren't on. Um, doesn't it look like Fat Boy Slim's background when he was on the podcast? If anyone yeah, that yeah, yeah, it does. I couldn't think of what yeah. it reminded me of, but now you say it, it down it's like, yeah, that is exactly it. It'd be really yeah. embarrassing if it was like, <laughs> like something really embarrassing in the background I didn't notice, and then like someone just puts in the comments like, "You've seen that massive yeah. dildo in the back?" Like, oh, God. Why has Matt's dad got a mad zoo, uh, zoo collection? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a zoo magazine, not like, like a yeah. yeah. Dad, not again. Yeah, God. Um, Ryan and Ryan, how was yours? But, um, Oh yeah, no, mine was good, mate. I mean, we had actually a very nice little family Christmas, but then obviously going to the going to the Southampton game on Boxing Day was way better than Christmas Day, of course, because oh. that's what football's all about. Not not the argument, right? Like, actually, this is completely sidetracked. But I was going to say anyway, people say about football isn't about sorry, Boxing Day isn't about football. It just is. 
Like, I couldn't think of anything else on Boxing Day apart from football. And it's just, it is a football day. People that say it's a family day are wrong. It's not, it's not a family day. It's a, it's a Boxing Day. It's football. So, yeah, I love, I love football and Boxing Day. Absolute scenes. Southampton was class. Uh, Solly March scored from 25 yards. So what more can you really ask for for Christmas man. presents, mate? Absolute oh, scenes. And we've got TSR back. So I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, best awesome. Christmas present ever. <laughs> but no, um, very good. Very good Christmas. Uh, probably going down in the history books, actually. A lot of good things. Um, but yeah, talking about the game. Um, unbelievable, <laughs> to be honest. Solly March, I said, score from 25 yards. But Brighton in general played very well. I mean, I say that. Southampton were poor. Um, yeah. As, you know, if you watch Match of the Day, they would have said exactly the same thing because it seems like we didn't play our Match of the Day, but it is what it is. Um, but... Yeah, Boys, well, start off because I want to hear from you. I mean, seeing Deserby back it with, I mean, we saw Charlton right it was a bit of a stinker, but it just seemed like with with Southampton everything was clicking again. Premier League football's back. Everyone was back on top of their game, and it was completely unrecognisable to Charlton, to be honest. And yeah, start with you, Ben. What did you make of yesterday or day before's game? Now, um, well, yeah, like you said, the energy drink cup does not count. That just that's a write off. It was basically a friendly in the build up to the Premier League. No one cares about that. Um, <laughs> Why did I go were... to that? By the way, why yeah. did I go to that game? Because it was a, it was one of them ones. It felt like it was the MK Dons one when we brought like eighty thousand people to MK Dons. Yeah, but, um, it, it did look good. Yeah, um, I did look like I missed out. I was working obviously, mm. but no, about Southampton, we were incredible. Yeah. We were mustard, mate. It was such a good watch, and it's the only thing that made me feel good on Boxing Day. Home alone, like I said, F's in the chat. But then, um, we yeah, we were so good. Glenn Hoddle <laughs> even said that we looked like Man City, even in the kit that we were wearing. We were unbelievable, and yeah, it, it, I was a bit worried after Charlton because mm. I thought we've had all this time off, and then we've slipped up against the League One side, mm. and that's Jake Fortacaskian, who I love by the way. Um, and yeah, but Jake we completely turned it around. And Southampton, we killed him. We absolutely destroyed him. So yeah, that was a that yeah. was the best Christmas present I could ask for. Uh, Maz, what were your thoughts on it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I thought, yeah, I thought we were fantastic. I was uh, watching on Amazon. I was, I was buzzing that they get it was showing every game by the way on Amazon, mm. like Amazon Prime, um, for a three o'clock kickoff, and I was like, yeah, boy. Um, so yeah, it was great to watch that. Um, and yeah, we were just like from I think from minute one, we just asserted our dominance. And yeah, a lot of people have been saying, oh yeah, Southampton are crap. They're not very good. Uh, you know, you Peter, uh, you know Nathan Jones's first game in charge, I think, isn't it? Um, at home at, oh at home yeah okay, first yeah. home game right first home game in yeah. charge yeah so like everyone was sort of like trying to I, I don't like it when people like sort of try and put us down and be like oh yeah like you only won because of this and it's because Southampton were crap oh, and it's so not because you were good yeah and, and yeah that kind of stuff does annoy me a little bit but yeah I thought we were fantastic from like minute one all the way through really apart from when obviously we gave away the penalty and um, you know they, they scored their goal whatever but I felt like we were never really in trouble like we never looked uncomfortable we look pretty much in control um and we played some unreal football like i think was it the first goal or mm. what well, we the header no nah, the keeper to be fair but yeah I think I the build-up was good yeah the, yeah the build-up yeah that's it uh but yeah no just all round just great i, I thought it was great to bounce back from a disappointing mm. result against charlton and, and like a few players especially solly march got a lot of stick so for him to bounce back yeah the way he did, that's true yeah, like the the way he bounced back yeah. from the performance against Charlton, um, I thought was great, and it shows like yeah mentality. Like big, yeah, yeah, big big middle finger to the fans. Sort of like, speaking you know. of bouncing though, um, sorry before we get your quick one, Brian. Um, obviously we always have that. Well, we always have a new manager bounce against us. 
Um, but it seemed like the new manager bounce didn't exist for Southampton because they'd had this like six weeks of Nathan Jones. Yeah. So there wasn't even like a... But the bounce was long gone. They had already Sorry, had loads Ryan, of time to work under ben, him. I know it felt like it felt like he'd been there I for ages. He was and with just us for like, a, yeah, I know he was here for a long time, right? But realistically, Nathan Jones at Southampton. If I was a Southampton fan, I'd be really, really underwhelmed with that. I mean, mm. I, I, I don't think that Southampton are exactly prestige enough to be going out and looking at a great manager, but. I mean, they're probably on par with us in terms of club size. They've been in the Premier for about a decade. Why wouldn't they be able to attract a better manager than Nathan Jones? I mean, he's done well at Luton, but then he went to Stoke and couldn't handle the egos there. And it makes you wonder how on earth he's going to cope at Southampton in the Premier League. I, I just I, I feel find like it they're so preparing strange. for I, the Championship. I might be you? wrong, but it's weird. Mm. Mm. It is, yeah, it's really weird to take Nathan Jones on, I think. With the younger signings, I feel like that's what they're building up to to then come back because they've got such a young team. And I, I feel like that's what they're, right, mm. yeah, like they're preparing for. I was, I was just about to say that, yeah. like For me, they've got a lot of young players, like, especially like, you know, like Bella Kotchap, the centre-half, the German centre-half. I think he's going to be class like d- down the line. Um, and they have got a few like Livermento, even at, like you know right back, and they got oh, some like really that CDM young... Lavia. He's like yeah, a wonderful Lavia. Manager, like yeah. they got some really good young up and coming players, I think. But yeah, maybe is it like it, it's just they're not good enough right now in terms of Premier. You know, they're not up to scratch mm. to the Premier League standard of, of staying up. But then no, yeah, like you said, we're gonna give him a season in the in the Championship, and they'll probably be you know out like going win the league easily, and they come back. Um, so yeah, potentially that yeah. could be a big reason. And yeah, is Nathan Jones that guy to, I suppose, blood the youth? Maybe because I know he done it, done quite a good job at Luton with the young players. So maybe that's why they brought him in. It's like, oh, he's good at blooding the youth. Maybe that's why they've brought him in for this for this Southampton score. I don't know. That's just potentially. Mm. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of when Newcastle took on Eddie Howe and to be fair I was the first person to say I didn't think that was good at all I really thought it was going to be terrible and I hold my hands up and say I was definitely wrong there because I thought that Eddie Howe was sort of like the Bournemouth manager that took a small club to you know the heights of the Prem did very well then sort of ran out of steam towards the end and, and that was it he's gone to Newcastle by far a huge club in the league and is doing really well but I think that Nathan Jones almost reminded me of that at Luton, small club sort of thing, lots of hype, lots of, you know, passion merchant vibes and then fell off when he went to a bigger club. But maybe I'm wrong. He might he might turn out to be a great manager, you never know. But it does still it does seem a bit weird for me. Yeah. But here we are. Uh, I'm not talking bad on Joe, Nathan Jones as a guy, but just I, as a manager I feel it's I, a bit I get I get, I get exactly where you're coming from. It's like for example, because mm. we were linked with Nathan Jones, weren't we? So it's like if we were to Nathan Jones <laughs> yeah. and let's say the Zerbi went past us I think I'd be gutted because I'd be like, well, let's try Deserby because yeah, you know he, he reminds me of like a Gus Poyer. He, he, he gives me like good vibes in in that sense. And mm. I feel oh, like... by the way, uh, Maz, while you're on that, Gus Poyer was at the Southampton game. Uh, mm. Absolutely class, by the way. He got a great reputation. Rep- um, oh yeah, he was reputation. Reputation. He was doing the punditry right? reception from the reception, Brighton yeah. fans. Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was um... was he at Amazon. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah. The, he was on the commentary team. Yeah, he was on the commentary team. Um, yeah, they, I, I they, they, they couldn't yeah, shut him up as well. By the way, he could not. They, he was constantly talking. I feel like the presenter was like, "Please, we got to go to an ad break." Like, it's just, <laughs> "Gosh, we'll just keep talking, keep talking." <laughs> really? Yeah, he's the radio <laughs> in this. He's got the nickname for a reason. Yeah, give, give I was. Rest, what, oh shit! I was going to say something. What were you just talking about, Ryan? Before we went to Gus Poyer, oh, Nathan Jones and the manager. Uh, oh yeah, that was it. Mas was sorry. That's yeah, about Nathan Jones. Um, it just reminded me of our yeah. post Potter episode when we were talking about managers coming in. And it was like we were linked with Phil Neville, Nathan Jones, and I was literally thinking, yeah. "God, we are going to yeah. be so screwed." 
But now look at us, mate. Look at us. Yeah, now. no. I think I think I, I think yeah, that's testament. About I think that's testament mm. to Tony Bloom as well, like making that right call. And he's he, you know he's like yeah. he's consistently yeah. in the last what five years or, or longer, especially since oh, that yeah. year we got promoted. He's just made constantly yeah. good decisions. Like mm. no matter who we've lost, who's mm. like you know who's been sold, who's been who's left, who's been poached, he's always come out on top. And I feel like not every club's unfortunately as lucky as us to have an owner as good as Tony Bloom. Mm. So I think I think we're quite lucky in that sense to have yeah. a great yeah. owner. Yeah, I agree. And anyway, get on into the game. Um, I mean, I say two dominance, to be honest. From start to finish, we were by far the better team. Southampton definitely were not on our level that day at all. Um, probably not on Premier League level overall. But I think, yeah, you can't take anything away from how we played. I thought... You know, you could pick out a lot of our young players as well. Obviously, Levi Colwell was only 19 and I thought he played pretty well. I don't think it was his best game, but I thought he was pretty solid. Played well at Charlton as well, because um, I probably should touch on Charlton as well, because it was only like a few days ago. Um, but I thought overall we were we were so good. Pascal Gross, Adam Lallana ran midfield. I think when Lallana went off, it was a little bit shaky. Maybe, it, you know, Jeremy Sarmiento took the few minutes to get into the game and then he was class. Uh, Matoma oh, was fantastic. Mark was fantastic. so good. Um, he was he was literally like running around the players like Maradona, like that first one when he just Bazzuni made a good save right at the beginning. And then even after that, he was just dribbling through players for fun. I was like, how has this bloke just come out of nowhere? Yeah. It's it is so crazy to think <laughs> that we've just got another gem. Like last year, what was he? Is it half a season yeah. or the full season on loan at USG? And yeah, we saw glimpses, but we weren't like, oh, is, is he going to be good enough in the prem? He's just got even better somehow. I don't I don't understand how we keep doing yeah. it with these players. It's actually bonkers, but. No, no. Yeah, we do have an and, incredible uh, To add to that, um, Ben, yeah, we've got uh, Simon Adingra at the minute doing bits mm. at USC oh, still mate, the other day. I forgot about um, it, yeah. Another one that could be even recalled in January. And also Jeremy Sarmiento came on with his last sort of 15 minutes and I thought was really strong. I'd say it maybe took a few minutes to get into the game, um, but he came on in a time where Southampton were fighting back a little bit. But overall, I thought he, he played well, strong. Lots of skill, you know, very quick, good turn of pace, um, good good ball control as well. I thought overall Jeremy Sarmiento was very bright alongside Evan Ferguson, who I asked an article about because I thought I just, I actually asked Roberto De Zerbi because I went to the press conference uh, a few days ago and I asked De Zerbi about sort of Evan Ferguson and we can get a single social exclusive here as to what we think, you know, what his philosophy is with Ferguson. And he said that he surprised him and was really genuinely surprised by Ferguson. He said he knew he'd seen him in the Forest Green game in the under-23s. He said, but when he played him at Charlton, he was really excited and, um, and said that he wants these young players to be able to go out there fearless and not think of what could happen, what he could do wrong. And that to me, he said, not, not only the young players that he wants to focus on, he wants to focus on the younger players, which I thought was a really good little thing to say. The fact that it's not even just the 20-year-olds, he wants to look at the 17-year-olds and the under-18s that are performing as well. And I think that that's just like absolute testament to the Zerbian. He's not afraid to throw them in when they, you know, if they feel they can step up. And it suits and our, for him to I mean, say that suits our club culture though, doesn't it? And our philosophy, like breeding these youngsters. Yeah, you know, we've got exactly. a young team as it is, but we've got like Andrew Moran on the bench as well. And it might, that might be because Alexis isn't yeah. there, of course, but he still has, he's still been putting a lot of youngsters on the benches, which is, which is really good to see. Yeah. And it's exciting, mate. Like, genuinely, when you say you've got Ferguson, you've got Sarmiento, even Matoma, I know he's not in that bracket of young players, but all these players that we haven't really seen too much, and obviously we've got the likes of Leandro Trossard, Alex McAllister being linked away, 
you've still got, you know, Caicedo as well, who's only 21. You've got so many of these young players that are able to step up and even below that, and even in the under-18s that could just be thrown into the Premier League at any given moment. Like, we couldn't even tell you what the team, starting eleven could be by April. It's mad. Yeah. And uh, also as well, I just wanted to um, touch on, like, even... So, you know, you talk about Levi Colbert coming in and obviously Adam Webster's had his injury uh, problems, uh, which I, I think we should touch on as well, just in a minute but like with regards to having that that strength in depth like even like I would love to see um Van Heck play a little bit more because it's like obviously Colwell is great and and, and he's yeah. actually, he's actually been fantastic but we're gonna he's not gonna be our player next season so it's like I think he is though I was gonna ask this later in the episode yeah I think we will sign him permanently mm. like, if you look at the I players that said well. Chelsea keep getting linked with like the Vardio um they are very close yeah. to signing the Monaco centre back I think they're linked with another centre back um, there's yeah, no way Colwell's getting in the team. I genuinely think that we've got him. I'd really, just, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think that's pretty fair. much confirmed. But just think, like for example, I like, thought like, I comments. No, sorry, just yeah, just like okay, if we do get him, great, that'd be class because I, I think he's actually a really good player. But let's say if we mm. don't, then it's like we built this player up a whole season and then he's just gone, and it's like, well, we could have built up one of our other centre backs, uh, you know, the young, you know, like a Van Heck, for example. So mm. I don't know. That, that would be my only thing. Is like, can we get? Him minutes somehow, and obviously we're out of the Carl- um, the Carling Cup, the uh, League Cup now. Energy drink cup, yeah, yeah the energy drink <laughs> cup now. But like, yeah, will he get? Will he get a chance any other time? I don't think so now. Like, when will he get a chance to play? Really, I hear your point, Maz, and I think that the only thing that I think is is he's clearly very good. He's got a very yeah. high ceiling because he's 19 years old, and what what um, Van Heck's what 22. So the fact that he's what three years younger than him and is being thrown in alongside Dunk week in week out goes to show for the sake of the team it makes sense because yeah. you don't want to jeopardize potentially us and our league position for mm. someone just because he's one of our own no, of when, course. you know yeah, you've yeah, got someone that's more than capable of doing better than him but i get your point i agree with you to be honest yeah. i think that um you know in the long run it's frustrating but i think also if it, it just seems so not bright and like to sign him from chelsea and then on loan, and then send him straight back. It just doesn't seem yeah, like us. I think yeah. we. I saw an article when, when it first happened. It, I felt like um, we were going to screw up, though. I thought we did just get a loan, and we were shafted yeah. because of the Cucurella deal. But I think I'm confident that we will get him. Well, I saw. Um, yeah, and I saw Colwell did a thing uh, back after he got promoted with Huddersfield, and he said that he wants to be part of Chelsea's first team plans. Otherwise, he doesn't want to be there, and he's not afraid to leave. And we saw it with Tarek Lamptey, we saw it with Tino Livramento. We've seen it with many Chelsea youngsters recently that are actually happy to just say, do you know what? I ain't waiting around for five years just to have a chance of getting yeah, in the first Gilmore team. Well. Especially if they're signing Vardio and stuff. Um, Gilmore, yeah. So, you know, Gilmore won the Champions League literally a year and a half ago. So, you know, it's, it's things like that. I think they, these players aren't exactly hooked on Chelsea. They're just, they're just there and they're part of a massive pool of talent. That, and if they did let Colwell go, let's face it, they've got another 16 new 18-year-old centre-backs that are willing to take his spot anyway. So I don't think that, although they make out that he's their star German, I just think that if we put the right offer in, and he does generally like it here, and I think that he does, I've particularly mentioned it on Twitter saying that him and Dunk alongside each other every week seem to be improving. I mean, mm. I think at first it was a little bit touch and go, but they've just they've come on leaps and bounds together. And you can tell that once you get a connection with these two centre-halves, you know, it's hard to just rip that apart. I think, and I hope anyway. I might just well, be talking through my heart on that. On that, Ryan, do you, uh, this is like to both of you. Do you think then now, because let's say Colwell just goes from strength to strength with Dunk, and they get this really good partnership, and obviously Webster's had all his injury worries. Mm. On if you if we said at the beginning of the season, 
Adam Webster and Lewis Dunk, they would definitely be our number one starting partnership, right? Like centre back partnership. But now with all his injuries and obviously Cole will play him really well and, and the form, does Webster get back in the team if he's fit? Right now, I don't, I, I don't think yeah. he can. Yeah. Go on, Ben, you go. Oh yeah, I don't know if he can. And also, remember we were linked with that um, Ukrainian centre back as well. And I imagine we'll probably still go in for him, whether it would be in Jan or probably mm. in the summer. So that'll be another big, big mm. centre back in the way, trying to fight for a place in the first team. I really like Adam Webster. Yeah, I think it's only going to benefit us as a club to have so so many options. Let's let's face it, Lewis Stunk's still unbelievable, but he's getting a, he's getting older. There will be a time when he starts to peter off a mm. bit. Yeah. Um, I guess we just got to prepare for that and maybe this is the beginning of it because he's not going to be playing at this level even though somehow he's still playing so well at his age so yeah I think Quite I think we just got to prepare for him to leave fair, we? as a prime example yeah. of yeah that's true Dunkey's the same age as me mate you're making me feel yeah like I know but you're not a footballer you know yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I get your points. And I think that with Webster, it's a shame because I said we've always gone on about Webster. We've always loved him on, on the pod um, since back in 2020. Um, and, you know, as much as you would love to keep him in there, the injuries are so hard to ignore when he just keeps getting injured, keeps getting injured. And it must be so frustrating for him because he's then got to come back, be shaky for a few months before he gets back into match fitness. And, and it's a bit of a vicious cycle for him because he seems to do that have a bad sort of few games then get good again then get injured and it's just it's a shame but if you've got Levi Carwell there who is 19 and you know might cost us 30 million but it's 30 million I'd spend in a heartbeat to be honest and I think probably the club yeah. would agree with me on that because I just I just think that for 19 years old to be starting in the Premier League and yes he has his mistakes and he's not perfect by any means but he's 19 <laughs> you know he's, he's three years younger than I am and that that to me is like well he's, he's good enough to be in and around our squad I think if we can get him down on the deal but we'll see it's, it's a long January I think I feel like you know we'll go on to transfers probably next episode but um, it's going to be a, hopefully a good January anyway but um, before we um, do that let's talk about the rest of the game obviously Solly March has to be mentioned Adam Lalana has to be mentioned I think um, we'll talk about Solly though um, to come back after the Charlton you know, terrible penalty. <laughs> Genuinely, one of the worst penalties I've seen. Um, and the, do, do you reckon he actually broke someone's nose? Do that. And... <laughs> I don't know. Um, is that what? Is that a rumor then on social media? I think I saw a joke. It must have been a joke on Twitter, obviously, because at some point probably would have posted a picture if he actually did. But yeah, that that penalty because there was such a someone filmed it so perfectly behind the guard just flies over the bar. And you see yeah. everyone. You hear people laughing like because Brighton fans are used to this sort of stuff on penalties. Yeah, you just hear it on penalty shootouts anyway. Yeah. Just hear people laughing, just thinking, for fuck's yeah. sake. But yeah, like you said, he came back and yeah. got well, an assist within, what, 14 <laughs> minutes and then scored a worldie. So it's a yeah. great way to shut up the critics. Exactly. And I think it's a mentality thing, as Maz said. And I was standing next to a guy called Josh. It's out of Josh at Charlton. And um, he loves the pod. And we just said to each other, once March, I think he missed a massive chance as well in the game. And then he missed the penalty and we're just like, he's actually never going to score, is he? Like, he's just completely cursed. And for everything he's done so well today, he's been so good. I was like, oh my God, 58 games, I think it was, before he finally scored. But yeah. what a way to do it. I mean, he we see it so many times where he cuts on his left foot and puts it wide or puts it over the bar. But finally it went in off the sort of sort of top bin. I, I'm going to call it a top bin. But the mm. most sort of significant part of that, I think, is Roberto De Zerbi come out after the game and said that, Solly March is capable of scoring these sort of goals week in, week out. He's capable of doing this all the time, but maybe it's just a self-belief thing. And I think that even Graham Potter said that when he was here, 
do you think that does Irby, I think anyway, I don't know what you guys think, is he's got that sort of ruthlessness, the directness that we've been on about so much. It, can he get that out of Solly now? You know, we've seen that he can score now from 30 yards out. Can he keep that going and have that ruthlessness back into Solly, Maz? I think, yeah, it's a tough one because, you know, we'll never truly know what he's like in training, like what he, we can only see what he's like, you know, in games. And I suppose it's how does he, like, what's the Zerbi like with him? Once he's got off that pitch, he's then in the training training ground with him. He's like, right, okay, look, now you've got to kick on. You know, I want more output from you. We don't know. Maybe even the Zerbi might be saying, actually, do you know what? I'm really ha- happy with how you contribute to the team. I know you've not been scoring goals and maybe not getting as many assists as you want, but you work hard for the team. Because in my opinion, he yeah. does bring a lot to the team. I know his output's not great and, and it's yeah. obvious to see. Like His output is not good at all. But he does actually get into really yeah. good positions. He works his fucking socks off. And like there is a reason why he's in the starting lineup most weeks. Like, you know, there's no there's, why would deserve mm. be starting most weeks? There's obviously well, a reason. Matt, for as that. you say, like yeah, and Deserby called him out, didn't he, when he first signed? He, he yeah. literally said, we've got good players like Solly March when he first yeah. signed. That was his first interview, wasn't it? Yeah, exa- yeah, no, exactly. And so I think that that's the key thing. I think it's like, okay, granted, his output's not great, but you've got to look at what does he bring to the team overall? And I think that's what Deserby likes about him. It's like his work rate, his effort, his positioning, all these other attributes, which, you know, a lot of people actually, un- you know, don't give credit for. Um, and I think that's what keeps him in the side, essentially. So I think one thing, yeah, Deserby will be saying to yeah. him is, I just want more output from you, more assists, more goals. And if you can do that, obviously he'll be like one of the best players in the Premier League, let alone best players at Brighton. So, Sorry, yeah, I, best player I think in the it's, um, yeah, it's one of those things. Just <laughs> for me, his output, just, his output needs to be better. Um, that's the one thing I think um, yeah, Deserby will want to try to get out of him is just get more goals and assists. Mm. <laughs> it's as simple as it sounds. For sure. And Ben, do you think that that's now the platform for him? That you, a goal and an assist? And they did it in style as well. It was a great ball in for, for Lallana, great goal. Is that the moment now where you know, the self-belief is there now? You, it has to be for Solly. I mean, you can see that you can put a good ball in the box and you can see that you can also finish from 25 yards out. Is that the platform now from Deserby to say, look, we're going to get this out of you and we're going to make you into a proper, a proper out-and-out winger? No, I hope so. I think I think he's always had the self-belief, which is why he's always been the scapegoat and he still comes back and still plays all the time. Because some players might not take well to that well. They probably don't anyway, but Solly constantly plays um, even when that's going on. And we'll always see it on Twitter. People hate him. Well, a lot of people do anyway. Um, and he just doesn't really get him down clearly. But on the goals and assists, I don't know if it, if this will make him score more or get more assists. You, you'd hope so. But... Um, he he always gets himself in the positions to do so. Um, he always and he will always miss a sitter. Like even uh, before his goal in the first half, like the ball rolled along the on the uh, across the line, and you just think, oh, maybe you can get a tap in, but the goal uh, the defender scores an own goal instead. And there were just times where you're thinking, oh, it's just never <laughs> going to happen for him. Yeah. And that was it. Was a bit like Neil Mope yeah. when like he's, he did in front of goal in like the six yard box, he can't score, but he only scores worldies. And I think that's similar to Solly March. He just mm. maybe he just gets a little bit flustered yeah. when he's too close to the goal. Yeah, um, I hope just, so. Obviously, I hope he does get some more goals and assists because he does yeah. deserve it for the effort he puts in. He deserves it. Um, and, it no, yeah. and also, as well, if you look at his like, I'm just looking at his um, all-time Premier League stats. Yeah, so out of 157 appearances, he scored five goals and he's got 13 assists. Which, if you like, look at it on, on face value, that that isn't great. Do you know what I mean? So I think if he can if he can get that, but yeah. like if you look this season, 
That's all seasons. And then this season, he's had three assists, one goal out of 15 games, which again, isn't great. But I wouldn't say it's awful. Very like, good for him. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's not great, but it's not awful. I think to get three assists and a goal so far in a, in a very sort of stop-start season, hmm. you, you never know. Like he can he can kick on. So yeah, I, I just want him to be That's a good point actually, and point. Um, just kick on. Yeah, and, and as I just say about stop-start season, like you completely forget we just had a World Cup, which is mad. Yeah. Like you know we're back in the season again now, and we just had a massive World Cup. Probably, to be fair, one of the greatest World Cups ever, at least yeah, in a long fast. time, I think. It's, it's been one of the most enjoyable in my lifetime, but this yeah. isn't a World Cup part, I'm just saying. Um, but to again, they've been come back into the Premier League. Yes, it was a tough time out, Charlton, and it was it was hard to watch at times. And then to come to Southampton, which is not easy. We've not beaten Southampton much in the Premier League. In fact, we've only beaten them once before this, and especially under Potter. It was so frustrating to watch us against Southampton. He always Potter always seemed to have the few teams that he could never beat and Southampton and uh, Palace always seem to be the ones but Deserby did it first go and uh, 3-1 it could have been 4 or 5 but even mm. 6 to be fair I mean if Matoma's header at the back of the net oh, I Mato- think that would have yeah. been game set and match and we could have even gone and mm. hit a few more but yeah. I, I, mate, I just think that overall as, as a football club we just we just every time I watch this I just feel so comfortable and uh, especially these away days I'm just like yeah I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling positive mm. I don't see any yeah, they're hyper. I don't see any real weak links in that side at the moment. Did I mean, you see? Perhaps, I, I was going to say, did you see Naylor's tweet after the game? It was like everyone's saying we need a number nine. Um, look at us like scoring loads of goals from yeah, the midfield or whatever. Yeah, I, saw it, yeah. I get it. I get what he's saying, but we still just need stronger depth up front as a striker. That's it. I, I think the penalties proved it, Ben. You know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, yeah true. I, I, think, I think that's the key thing. It's like what you just said, Ben. It's the strength and depth. It's like, okay, cool. We're scoring goals. Great, great. But let's say one of those players gets injured. Let's say a Matoma, mm. a Trossard, a, a, a you know, McAllister when he's back. Like one of those players gets injured, we're in trouble. So, mm. and it's we then... were playing Trossard up front against Southampton, yeah. and he didn't have the best of games, by the way. And so, like, imagine if we didn't have him, like you said, and yeah. Welbeck wasn't fit like he wasn't. Um, exactly, who you exactly, playing up yeah. front? It, that's that's the key, that's the exact key. Like, like we just need strength and depth. It's like okay, cool. One of our players gets injured, we can we can call up on a on a decent backup striker. And you know you're not you're not thinking, oh mate, you know Welbeck's injured, this person's injured. Oh, we don't have anything. We're gonna have to go out and play with I don't know Lalana up top yeah. or something crazy. So it's like you, you just don't want to be left. Yeah. Like, I get what Naylor's saying, <laughs> but it's like you don't you don't want to be left. You know with yeah. Players yeah. that don't play up top, up front, mm. and, and we know over. we know is interested mm. in the number nine because he said it um, before the World Cup, didn't he? He was like mm. that, that was an area that he wanted to strengthen in. Um, whether he still does, um, I hope he still does, and I think the fans will hope he still does. Even though we're scoring goals from other positions, which is something something we used to struggle get, doing. And a Valencia in, mate. And a Valencia, yeah. yeah. No, mm. West. He went to West Ham. That was ages ago as well, when he when yeah. he was at West Ham. Yeah, he was at West Ham. Anyway, yeah, get get yeah. us a nice number nine. Um, but yeah, and I, so to go off it, I, I want to actually ask you a different question, each of you boys, because uh, we always talk about who's been the stars and who's who's shone the most. I want to actually ask you who you think the most sort of underrated of the game was, rather than talking about who is the most obvious. And particularly, I, I might I might even do this a bit more because I, I think it's quite good to just get different opinions. So, who do you think was 
perhaps the one that didn't get the plaudits yesterday that deserved it because you know we we, we probably do, don't mention Solly March enough on the best of times and then today we mentioned Solly March because he's scored a worldy goal and whereas you know most of the time he has a great game no one even talks about it or Joel Veltman for example I want to ask uh, you Maz because I look like you look like you're thinking so who do you think sort of is the most under, Cheers, under mate. I am thinking. I'm just looking stupid. Ed, you can't tell when Ben's thinking. Yeah. You literally mentioned him. Um, yeah, I was going to say Joel Veltman. Like, yes. Um, with, with Joel Veltman, he's he had a bit of a not not a rocky period, but like there was there was a few games where we even us lot on like, on the pod were like he's not maybe playing the best he can, and you know he, he had a bit of a bit of a purple patch but in the in the wrong way um and yeah i feel yeah. like yes like well not yesterday day before yesterday i thought he, he was just solid like all round solid didn't put a foot wrong mm. on assist as well um and it was just yeah it's just a, a good all-round performance i think without being too sort of oh yeah like oh joel veltman like what an absolute world he had do you know what i mean it was one mm. of them it was one of those performances where he just got his got his um done his job and got an assist out of it, and like he was just all round solid. In my yeah, he I think he's like he's been playing yeah, like a yeah. seven out of ten or seven over at seven and above out of ten for like the past what feels like sixty games for Brighton. Mm-hmm. He's just he is that guy that just constantly is yeah. so consistent. Um, and like yeah, because he's so consistent, like Pascal Gross, he gets overlooked a lot of the time. Um, Joel Veltman was going to be mine. Yeah, yeah, he. I think their only threat was that Fan yeah. Dabadozi guy, and he <laughs> locked him. <laughs> And he locked him up really, really well. Um, and obviously, again, we could talk about the penalty. But Pascal Gross, he's probably another guy that went under the radar. Him and Caicedo ran that midfield. Uh, Southampton did not know what to do with any of them. And it was so, yeah, it was really a joy to watch. But, um, well, yeah, actually, yeah, give yeah. yours, Ryan, and then let's talk about that penalty incident. Yeah, my, mine was actually going to be Veltman. I just didn't mean to mention it like I did. I, I was meant to say Veltman. <laughs> I thought, to be fair, actually, Robert, Robert Sanchez made some good saves. And I was yeah. actually going to mention the penalty yeah, um, because he's finally saved the penalty. He actually saved the penalty like mad. Yeah. Uh, I've got penalty, penalty save points on my FPL. I was buzzing. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but counts, I went yeah. straight back to the James Ward Prowse, yeah, um, which is like it's so frustrating because he'll be looking at that gutted that he didn't tip it around the post and maybe he should have got a better hand on it. But he finally saved one, and yeah, it was it was a shame. Went straight back to Ward Prowse, who always seems to score against this Ward Prowse, even when maybe he wasn't having his best game. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he's, kick, he's yeah. actually a ball, uh, Ward Prowse. I don't know where he'll go if, if Southampton go down. Sanchez should have done it Emmy Martinez and just like threw the ball away and then done a little shimmy yeah. on the air before the... I think, I think, yeah. Maz, I think Sanchez done I enough to be honest, guys. mate. He lost oh, his head, didn't he? He I know, lost yeah, his cool so much. I was like... That's what I was going to say. I, was, I actually got yeah. annoyed at him because I was like, mate, you're an idiot. If you're about to get sent off here and throw away the game. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Che yeah. Adams thing. I was she, actually she, livid with him. I was going to say, should he have been sent off, guys? Because I couldn't see from where I was. don't think so. No, it would have been really harsh. But Dunk... Because um, you can see from like the uh, like obviously mm. live they zoom in obviously and you can see Donkey literally going you're gonna get sent off. Like, so he's grabbing him going you're gonna get sent off you're gonna get sent off yeah but, like if, if it wasn't for Donkey he actually would have just lost his head and Donkey literally grabbed Dunk him. Donkey was fuming away. with the guy. I suppose yeah. that called like, him like a fucking idiot, didn't he? Because he was literally saying yeah he was going you're gonna get sent off like yeah. what more can I say to you yeah. for you to calm down yeah. unless you so stop stupid. being an idiot you're gonna get sent off. Um, so I thought that was really, that was good leadership yeah. from Donkey yeah. to be fair. Like took him away from the situation, told him like, like stop being an idiot. Uh, but no, I, I don't think it, I, I think if he was to be sent off, 
I think it would have been supremely harsh. Um, yeah, it's because Chad Adams like kicked him, didn't he? When the ball, yeah. like the referee blew his whistle for the foul, and then Chad Adams like kicked him, and then yeah. Sanchez was like, "What the hell are you doing?" So he kind of like, pushed he, him. He, he didn't even ball. like. He sort of just went like that a little bit, like just. Yeah. It was like a barely he's on the ground, a push. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it was never ascending. Like I was like, right. "What, mate?" I didn't realize he had a hot head like that. Sanchez. Nah. Yeah, they did. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, he would lose his call like that, and mm. they they played they played on it a lot. Yeah, uh, but the penalty, Ryan, um, fifty yeah. fifty for me. I feel like Edozi literally just. I think like, the ball was a fifty fifty because he wasn't really in possession with it. He got past Veltman. The ball was getting away from him, and Pascal Gross was just happened to be standing there, and they just went into each other like that. Yeah. I, just, I think it was really yeah. really harsh to get. I penalty. think that too. I mate from where I was, I was like, that is not a penalty, surely. And then because I was like, I get up, like I thought he just like jumped over him, sort of thing. I couldn't see that they collided. And then when I saw that they collided on the replays, I still think it, that just looks like a fifty-fifty. It's almost as like mm. they ran into each other. I don't think mm. that there's any malice in it from either side. I think that it was just they just hit each other, and then the ref just thought it was obstruction. I guess maybe that's yeah. the only way that can be given, but. I don't know. I suppose when it's given, you can't really. They don't overtone it on VAR. Do you they? can't just run just into a defender and then go down and expect a penalty. That's why. That's what I didn't no. get. No. Yeah. yeah. And even Gus Poy, it he was, was like, he was, was annoyed. He said it wasn't a penalty. And obviously, I believe everything Gus says because he's a legend. Mm. I noticed actually. Maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, on Amazon they spelt his name Puyet. Don't know if that was anything. <laughs> I don't know if that was as a. I don't know if it was like a joke because of the palace thing. But yeah, that's quite funny. I don't. I don't think they purposely. Oh God, yeah. Spelled his name. I doubt it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Matt, no, do you reckon I was it was a about Poye actually, but oh, no. I did my brain. Oh, sorry. You got Matt. Yeah, you say about the pen. We'll talk about Poye after. Well, what, what do you want? What do you want from the me? pen? The dozy, gross. Oh right, yeah, no, no. Uh, sorry, yeah, I, I, I agree with. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on then. No, Ben. Uh, no, I, I think Ben. Must have lagging. But on, um, I think it was. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like. If it's given, it's given. If it's not, I'll be like, okay, cool. I, I understand both ways. I think it was one of them ones where I wasn't too pissed off. I think yeah. I, I, I probably also with three no, uh, we three no up, yeah, we three no up yeah. at the point. So I was a bit like, yeah, up. Hey, yeah. If we screw this up, also I look back on it, I'm like, well, oh no, it was never a penalty. Yeah. But I think at the time I was a bit like, okay, it is what it is, kind of thing. Let's just. Let's just see the game. It's annoying, Matt, isn't it? Because just before that, it was Matoma's header, and that should have probably been four. And then they yeah. literally ran up the other end and had a penalty, which was, again, whether it was or not, I don't know. But I, I, it's so frustrating. Matoma did everything right in that game, everything right. It was all over the place, running defenders ragged, so fantastic as he always seems to be. And then the header from about six yards out puts it wide. I thought that was in, if I'm honest. Mm. But um, yeah. can I actually just say, uh, the Southampton fans are actually just comical. They're so funny. They're, they're just so stupid. It's actually funny. So they're singing like the South Coast is ours and all this and, and whatever and piping up and stuff. And, and the thing is, they had to put a bigger barrier this year than last because last year there, there was actually people trying to jump it. But then they literally started fighting each other. Like literally oh, proper video, fighting man. each other. They're proper punches being thrown. Oh, yeah, saw, yeah. They're proper fighting. Video, like, mate, I was standing yeah. there like a proper idiot. And um, I had my phone out like this, yeah. And go on. No, no, go on, go on, go on. All right, sorry. I was was having my phone out like this, right? And I had, I just realised I didn't have the button pressed. So I was standing there with my camera open, but I didn't press record. So I was like proper like old dad thing there. And I was just there like (laughs) 
for like a good two, two minutes, not even recording. Just doing a selfie video, video. God, just filming your own face. I never get my phone out of games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just because like, I never get my phone out of games, so I was just trying to like half look at the game. I was like, oh God. But yeah. I, I, I saw but, that. No, I saw that. Video... That's a comical, mate. I saw a video of that on Twitter uh, of them fighting, and then I saw loads of comments like going, Oh yeah. no! It, like um, all these Southampton fans, like no, it was actually Brighton fans that infiltrated our stand and started fighting. I was like, what are the chances of that actually? Yeah, some yeah, of them did. No I did that. Some of them did. I think some of them jumped, and it, I think some of them jumped that tried to jump, and then I don't even know if they did get through. I think one did get through mm. and tried to just take the whole lot on. I, I don't know, think that that video. Though, I don't think that honest, video but... contained any Brighton fans. I think that was actually just Southampton fans. No, I, yeah, I don't know. Brighton fan filming. I just saw everyone scrapping the home end. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, and I saw the also the there was probably about three four people got taken out from the Brighton end. I think it was six in the end actually um, of Brighton fans that got taken out. Um, yeah, it's always it's always a fun away day, Southampton. Uh, it's always funny mm. to watch because they they just seem to have like a bunch of fourteen year olds who just want to start giving a load of homophobic abuse or whatever it might be. It's always quite funny to watch. But um, no, anyway, we'll move on, uh, boys. What what a day out by the way! Fantastic Christmas present. Oh, what fun it is to see Brighton win away. And so good. we'll move on to Arsenal on New Year's, um, which is a massive, massive game because Asna. I'm worried. I'm not going to lie because we don't have Caicedo and we don't have McAllister. And what? that midfield is going to be vacant, to be honest. Caicedo's out and so is McAllister, obviously, because he's on holiday. Where's he um, going? Because I think Caicedo's got five yellows. Um, so obviously Did he get McAllister's... Booked? Yeah. Whether we yeah, call... Eight, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right at the end. Oh, for Mate, so frustrating. Sake. I saw Deserve was fuming about it. Um, so, yeah, very annoying. We don't have Caicedo or Alexis. Um, so, we're going to have to potentially rely on Gilmore or, you know, obviously Gross and Lallana. That's true. Um, but against Arsenal, who are banging form at the moment. But, I mean, you never know. These are the sort of games where a player like Gilmore steps up and has a blinder. Yeah. Um, That's a very good but, point. you know, we've got to hope for the best here. But our, our faith is in you, Billy, to be honest, to say the mm. least. It's a big one for him to come in, though, isn't it? Because obviously, didn't he have a really, really good game for Chelsea? That wasn't that his big standout game when he played against Arsenal. Win, yeah, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was against uh, Arsenal, so, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was against yeah. Arsenal. But I think, yeah, this is one. Like I said, this is one for him to step up, and I'm sure he'll be relishing the opportunity. He said, I do get a lot of similarities to him mm. and Alexis playing that deeper role. So it's almost like a like for like change in that in that respect. And yeah, I, I think out of everyone, yeah. he would be the one that I'd like to see come in. Yeah. Um, he deserves a chance, I think. He, yeah. he is, he's a good little player. Yeah. He did come on yeah. against um, in, against him in the League Cup, didn't he? Played all my, right my, the, yeah, my, my only worry is that because of how we play, we are not reliant on, on some of these players, but like Caicedo, when he's not in the team, you really notice it. Caicedo's like, huge, isn't he? Yeah, like, mm. that's my only sort of worry is if like, without Caicedo, it's like, how do we adapt then for Gilmore to come in? Because Gilmore's not the same as Caicedo. Like, they're, they're very different players. Uh in the, in, the, in the style of how they play. So I think it's just like, you're never going to have a like-for-like like replacement for some of these players. So that's my only worry is, yeah, with Caicedo being out, obviously no McAllister uh, against a very good Arsenal side, as, as Ryan mentioned. My only worry is, yeah, how do we go, how do we then go uh, about that? What's the game plan? Do we do we, do we change system? Do we change, you know, does the Zerbi just completely swap, swap loads of players out and all that? So yeah, that's my only worry is that consistency of having the, the same sort of team, so to speak. Um, mm. Yeah, I am. I am slightly worried. I'm not going to. We wiped the floor with him at the Emirates. Right, but, um, 
But that was the League Cup, though, mm, wasn't it? Yeah. I was actually going to mention, Ben. True. I, have a, I have a good stat, actually, about Arsenal. Um, only three teams have beaten them at the Emirates this year, uh, 2022. And we were one of them, obviously. But we've actually beaten them twice this year. So that's that actually goes to show how fantastic we are. But also... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we have a good record against Arsenal. I, I always do feel somewhat like, okay, we could get something there. We always seem to do well against them for some reason. Yeah. But they are a different beast now. They have Thomas Partey on absolute fire. Um, not to mention the likes of Ben White, who I really, really Benny, hope right Ben White Benny doesn't Blanco. get again like he did last year. Because I really didn't understand that. And when we went to Arsenal away in the uh, in the league, you know, he gave a good reception to the Brighton fans, came over and applauded us, and we all gave it back to him. Mm. I hope that that stays for the home game because there's a lot of fickle fans out there who will boo him, and I hope that he doesn't get booed. He's not on the same level yeah. as Kukurea. I'd be stuff, surprised right? if they did like boo him. So I hope he does. Was it? Yeah, it was only like a small I mean, section of fans year, that booed he, so... him. But yeah, it was only the small section yeah. of fans that booed him last year, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, stupid. Hopefully, boo hopefully not, Why would but... you boo Benjamin White? He's done literally nothing wrong. Left he's not done anything wrong, terms. has he? You know, you no. see, yeah. he, I couldn't, I couldn't hate on him for leaving as well. We, to go to that Arsenal team, it's clear something special was happening there. We got fifty mil. Like he didn't disrespect us. I, I just think that you know he gave mm. full credit to yeah. us as a club for raising him as well when we went to England. So I just think also, that you know you've got to like him, and yeah, yeah. Also as well, I just don't think he gives a fuck. Like he because he, he's outrightly come out and said <laughs> yeah i know right. what you mean no, but like, he's outrightly come out and said he goes i don't like football like he doesn't actually like football mm. he just does it as a job so like for him it wouldn't have been any ill intention towards us like it would have just been like look i'm making a career move like to make more money this is literally he looked at it yeah. as, like a, as a as a job yeah. move as in like i'm gonna he make didn't more put money. A load of transfer requests in either did he Maz? yeah yeah, you know, like he left yeah, he exactly, to leave. exactly. Like he just, uh, I think he, in his brain, he's like, "Look, I just want to be somewhere where I get paid the most money for doing a job I don't particularly like." So, yeah, like, you I, respect just, it. I don't think he's ever like any kind of knowledge <laughs> towards Brighton whatsoever. Yeah. Also, he left the England no, squad, didn't he, early? And he was yeah. just like, and then he put on his story of a picture of him in the Arsenal kit being like ready for action. Like, yeah. I think he's just I've, I've he seems like a very good professional that. like that. I've got a theory. Yeah. I've that? got a theory. I think you'd have to say it live on air. <laughs> yeah, live on air. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think um, when so obviously he didn't get a game. He didn't get a look in. Was never going. I don't think he was ever going to get a look in. And obviously, with my well, I know that he, he's obviously public. He's come out and said he doesn't enjoy football. I think what he's thought is, why am I here? Like, why are you not giving me a chance? He's then had a bust up with whatever staff. Did he, yeah, apparently he had a bust up with Steve Holland. Don't know. Well, there you go, Steve it. Holland. Yeah, yeah, and yeah he's like, real. Like why? Why am I? Why am I here? Basically, if I'm not going to play, why am I here? I could rather be in Mykonos or wherever. Like, why am I here? I'm, I might as well leave. So I think that's how, <laughs> and that's why he's left. I generally think that is a bit. That, that is why the Mykonos. You just couldn't hack being away from Mykonos one summer. Love Do that. Do you know what I mean? Or Ibiza <laughs> or, or, or something. He obviously, oh. he obviously wasn't getting a good enough tan okay. in Dubai or, or Doha, <laughs> wherever he was. Good time, he yeah. thought I need to get that Mykonos tan. Yeah. that's my theory. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Ben White, Ben White returns to the MX. That should be, you know, I hope he does get a decent reception. I'll, I'll clap him if, if people clap him around. Yeah, I would. Um, but yeah, Ben White comes back. Arsenal comes to the MX. And to be honest, I feel like there's a chance. Today, today I've, today I'm just, I'm just, I feel a... like Arsenal. <laughs> today I feel. Arsenal. No, but I think <laughs> I think there's a chance. There's there's a chance for every time every time we play football. I am a little bit like. It's the Zerbi. Anything can happen. As long as yeah. we go for it, we can we can get something. But as I said, Arsenal are a different beast at the moment. And there's nothing to be ashamed of if we lose this game. People can't be saying the Zerbi out or anything stupid. Because this is, this is a different Arsenal team. I do feel like they're going to come to the Amex and, and try to dominate. Saka's on fire. 
to be honest, the whole team's on no, fire. No Gabby Jesus, though, Ryan. No Gabby Jesus. And, and Cassia did score. Um, I, so. didn't, I didn't personally <laughs> rate him too well um, when he played against West Ham, but obviously he did score. I think he did come into the game a little bit better. But um, yeah, they've got Nketiah. They haven't got Gabriel Jesus. Um, I think that's like the only person they're missing, actually. But Guaranteed to be fair, back. Nketiah's goal against... Yeah. Uh, who did they play over there? Mate, that was a West real Ham. goal. Yeah, West Ham. That goal against um, West Ham was West Ham, unreal. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, Nketiah has literally yeah. just gone. That was a nice goal. And it was a great goal. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. No, I agree. They've got, they have um, got a very okay. solid team. The younger one of the... Is it the youngest team? Yeah, youngest team yeah. in the Premier League, yeah. Sick. It's, yeah, respect mm-hmm. to that. That's, I do love to see shit. I can believe that. Saliba's solid. But like, like I said, I know it was the League Cup. Yeah. The players will believe that they can do it again because it was a strong team he played in the League Cup. So they'll have it fresh in their minds that they can play well against Arsenal. Um, so that will only work in our benefit as well. If Matoma can play like he did when we played him at the Emirates, then, mate, we should have a fun time. Where there should yeah. be some. I think there will be goals in the game. I don't think it will be a boring one. Mm. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, no, I agree. It should be a good game. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. It's a New Year's game. It's always going to be fun. 5.30 kickoff. Uh, fireworks if we win. Um, but no, I, I think that... I'm going to go score predictions, actually, yeah. Because there's yeah. no point analysing Arsenal because it'll make me scared. So if I if I just go through Brighton instead and say, look, we ain't got Kaisei, though. Do you think it will be Gilmore? Because I think that's the general take is it's going to be Gilmore. Um, yeah. I couldn't imagine anyone else steps up unless he chucks Moran in there like he did in the cup, but I doubt it. Um no. I, yeah, I think that's probably yeah, it think for he, uh, analysis. Why have we gone through pretty much every yeah. player, haven't we? I think I think also if he were to put Moran oh, in actually, instead of Gilmore, I think Gilmore would not be too. I think like yeah. the, the the no the atmosphere yeah. in, the, in the team would be like, what the hell? Like, why is Gilmore not playing? Yeah, I have one more thing actually because I saw it this morning. Um, Alex McAllister has been linked to Dortmund, um, and Leandro Trossard has also, um, according to Ben Jacobs or something, I, I can't remember his name, some journalist, a Chelsea journalist, um, he said that uh, <laughs> I don't know whether this is true, so really take this with a pinch of salt because it could be just like complete waffle. Um, but it says here that Leandro Trossard's agent has sort of been out trying to drum up interest for him. And apparently he's been talking to the likes of Liverpool, the likes of Chelsea, but Liverpool have no interest in him and Chelsea are not sure yet. And there's other people that they're interested in. Yeah, Liverpool just um, like So yeah. whether, yeah, they've got a gap post, so I doubt they'll go there. Um, and I don't I don't think, I, I like Leo, but I don't think he's good enough for Liverpool, if I'm honest. Um, so Chelsea, what would, what would you think there? I mean, if he went to Chelsea, would you be worried? I mean, they seem to be back, back at it again for any of our players, but... If we get like fifteen million plus coal, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, if if, if, if it was that kind of deal, I'd I'd be happy with it. But I just—I'll be honest—I don't think I'd be that annoyed really because I'd be like, he's—he's good, and he's very good for us. I think as soon as he goes like somewhere else and like a big team, big team, I just don't think he'll do well. I generally don't Mm. think he'll do well. I don't know why it won't be be the same. I I, I get that weird vibe too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah, also Chelsea is like Chelsea you know, is sorry, Chelsea are buying players like Nkunku. They're linked with Jao Felix. Like I don't, I don't know why then they would get mm. Trossard. You can say it's because he can play left wing back, but they have got Chilwell and Cucurella. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't make sense for the them. The only thing would be if they're trying to Trossard. do a power move over Brighton. That's literally the only reason it makes sense. Yeah, other than that, flex. I can see it. I, I just don't get how he would improve their team. If I'm honest. I, I like Leo as I say, but mm. I just don't think he's got that in him to go there. But 
I don't know. And also, Alexa McAllister's got a pick of the bunch at the minute. I think he's linked to Atletico Madrid. He's linked to uh, Borussia Dortmund and so many other teams. Do you think we'll keep hold of him in January or do you think it's going to be a tough one? No. I'll go you, Maz. Oh, I've said this before and, and it's backfired on me, but I, I'm confident that he'll stay until the end of the season um, and then he'll go in He'll go in the summer. Yeah, same. Because um, I feel like, also as well, going now is like, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit... You might as well just see out the season. And I was said... Integrity. He seems like a man of integrity. Yeah, yeah, but we said that about Potter though, didn't we? And look what happened there. So... Uh, that, that's why that's where it's backfired. I was like, I, I remember, I was like, yeah, Potter won't leave. He'll he'll leave at the end of the season, hundred percent. He'll leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he literally left that. like six games later. So, um, uh, I yeah, think Alexis will yeah. leave in the summer. I don't think he'll leave in Jam. Yeah, I don't think he'll leave in January, but you never know. If someone comes in with a ridiculous offer, uh, but I'm so glad that that Bloom signed into a four year deal like two weeks before the World Cup, which was an absolute, yeah. absolute five D chess move. Um, <laughs> So yeah, big up. Yeah, Tony for that. <laughs> five D Yeah, big up Tony Bloom yeah. for that. That like yeah, because that adds like yeah. an extra zero to his price tag. Probably not six hundred million, but sixty million, seventy yeah. million. Like I think easily we can get that for him now. Can I say those the one that needs to be the, uh, getting he's the World contract because it says he's, he's got like apparently he's earning like three thousand pound a week. I saw someone tweet saying, oh, "Why yeah. is, is Casado only on three thousand pound a week?" Because he's just broken through. Like he's a youngster. For fuck's sake! It's not all also, yeah, suddenly like, going to be given sixty k, is he? Yeah. Also, I did that. see a contradicting thing where he's no. actually on fifteen grand. So I don't know. Yeah. You always take yeah. I never know with these things like who's yeah, you never know the true wages. and hmm. how much they actually get. Paid. I think he's probably Kaysado, he's still. I love Kaiseido. I think he's levels. I think he's fantastic. But I think probably too raw to go to the big club yet. I, I, mm. I feel like he would ruin his own career if he went now. Yeah. I think that Kaiseido genuinely, and I don't mean this because I think the Brighton and I'm not deluded Brighton fan or whatever, but. I genuinely think his best place at the moment for the next year or two is to stay here because it's the best way he can grow. I think that if he's going to go to Arsenal, possibly, but I couldn't see that. Liverpool, I just think that a, a club of that weight would just ruin him at the moment. I think that 21 years old, you're better off just staying here. That's just my opinion anyway. I agree. But um, yeah, I think that's that's it anyway for outgoing. Cause I can't see Glacedo going. I'd like to hope McAllister doesn't. Trossard potentially... Um, but we'll see. And he doesn't have six months left on this deal if there are any Chelsea fans listening because <laughs> that just it just doesn't make any sense. He's got an extra year. Everyone knows this. I thought we've been over this so many times, but clearly not. Um, but yeah, anyway, boys, I think that's it. Um, that's any, score predictions for Arsenal. Um, yeah, score predictions. Jumped into yeah, the Ben, you go there, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm going to say 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Okay, go with... that's interesting. 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to go with... 2-2 two, two for the end of 2022. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Do you know what? 2-1 win, baby. Up the seagulls. <laughs> with the nerdy glasses on. I love it. Yeah, Mass's okay. dad joined the pool. 2-1 win against the league leaders. Are they league leaders still? I think they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they are. Eight points so... clear of City, aren't they? And like seven points of Newcastle. That's you know what? They're not even going to score. 1-0 Brighton. <laughs> They're not going to score? That's with my heart. Fair play. That's in my heart. 1-0 Brighton. Let's go. New Year's. Go. We've had a Christmas miracle. We've had Solly March score from 25 years. Let's have a New Year's celebration. Years. The 1-0 win against Arsenal. <laughs> I thought you said 25 years. <laughs> years. Both, um, both count. Yeah. 25 years since he scored. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, comments below, boys, uh, just before we go. Um, March and is magic. we'll sign off. March yeah. is magic. March, March Madness. Magic. Or March Madness. Oh, yeah, like, March it's Madness. Not March, it's December. Yeah, Mar- Sorry. Hey. yeah March Madness. Um, March Madness. Comments down below. March Madness. 
March Madness. Nice one. Right, boys, yeah. you've been a pleasure as always. We'll see you for Arsenal and... Yeah, that'll be the new year by then. We'll oh my see God, you in 2023, yeah. Yeah, last... Oh, shit, last... We'll see you in next year. I'm going to be a yeah. whole new year older by the time I come on here. Wow. All right, well, I'll see you next well, year. Well, when's your birthday? I'm joking. And my birthday's not till February. I was just trying to make a New Year's joke. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Ben... <laughs> Uh, as you can tell, I'm still. <laughs> but my birthday is in Feb, so I'll oh, okay. be a year older in Feb. Hopefully, we'll record an episode before then. Yeah. Okay. Peace. I hope so. Unless... Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless. <laughs> what horrendous end to 2022. <laughs> <laughs>